Okay, let us begin. We are holding here in the Mithila Isharim, as you all know. David came on time today. Chazakhu Baruch. Um, we're holding over here in the 13th parak up to the word Hamalbushim. Hamalbushim, the clothing. So now we're talking about precious when it comes to clothing. So it's a good, it's a good topic for you, Jacob and Joey. Okay, Hamalbushim Vakishutim, the, of course, the Malbushim, the clothing that a person wears, Vakishutim, and the jewelry type, like the watch, nice watch, and stuff like that. Loi is here at Torah We don't find that the Torah has any laws, rules, and regulations regarding the beauty of your clothing how sharp they have to be or not allowed to be, um, all those type of stuff. There is no such uh, halachot that govern the area of fashion, etc., etc. Oyal tavnisa. Ella, shaloyu bahem kelayim. All the Torah tells to us about our clothing is we have to make sure that there's no shadness. There's no wool and linen together in the clothing. That's it. We have tzitzis, and if these begadim, the clothing that we're wearing, has four corners, we have to put on tzitzit, right? There's very few halachas regarding the actual clothing itself. There's another halacha regarding clothing which is called tzniyut. You have to have a certain uh, level of tzniyus, that's halacha, right? Even though tzniyus is a whole shmuz in itself, I'm not going to go so into it right now because it's, it's a sugya. But people do think that sneers only applies to women and women's clothing. And that's not really the case. There is sneers that's negated to men as well. And the the deeper concept behind sneers is more uh, about a midah than about a clothing. Again, I don't want to get, go off topic too much here. But sneers is basically a person has a certain desire to reveal and it doesn't have to only be revealing in the body. It could be revealing in, you know, I want to reveal to you how smart I am or how much money I have, right? Sneeze, the opposite of sneeze is I want to reveal. And it's like a, a branch of gaiva. And the way a person, the nature of people are, they like to reveal in such a way that it makes your imagination think that it's much more. So if I drive a certain car... So people say, wow, must be in the garage what he has, must be much better even. Well, how much more money he has in his bank, and I can reveal chokhmah in a certain way that you say, wow, this guy's such a chacham, he's probably learning Zoyar uh, at uh, 12 o'clock at night, and Chatzos Halayla, wow, right? So the point, the point is that the Torah wants us to be tzanua, means he wants us not to be revealing. But it also comes out in the halacha of clothing, there's a concept of halach of sneeze. But bottom line is that we have very limited amount of halachot when it comes to the clothing of a person, namely shatnes, tzitzes, and sneeze. Right? Umnum. If you, if you have all of them, if you check the checklist on your box, it's mutter umnum. Now listen to this line from Basil Sisharm, okay? Parag 13, everybody get the place. Om nom. Mi lo yeda. 
who doesn't know? When a person wears uh, clothing that's very fashionable and very sharp and very, uh, you know, it brings a person to gaiva. Okay, now here's a very important point. See, because gaiva is like a very strong word. You're a bal gaiva. You're haughty. You're a show-off, right? So in America, we don't like to use strong words. So even when we do bad things, we like to find politically correct terminologies to be able to express ourselves. Like, you know, someone could commit murder and say, I am pro-choice, you know? That's a fancy way of saying you kill somebody, you know? So bottom line is, in America, we have this thing. So people say, no, it makes me feel good about myself. That's another way of saying you're a big fat balgaiva, you know? It makes me feel good about myself. Now, I I just will say something, that there are people that do have an extremely low self-esteem. And when they wear nice clothing, it does make them feel good about themselves, which is not necessarily the source of it coming from gaiva, but it's coming from a different defect of the soul, where a person feels not good about himself, the and he needs to come on to clothing to make himself feel good. That's that's a, that's a problem. You need to fix that problem. Because a person has to feel good about himself from himself. If a person needs the clothing to make him feel good about himself, that's something that you need to look into. So either one, it's a bad thing. If you need clothing to feel good about yourself because of a low self-esteem, or because the, the clothing make you feel uh, a feeling of gaiva, those are terrible uh, effects of fancy clothing or fashionable clothing. Now, I just want to talk about this a little bit because it's a very deep, deep, deep concept. There's two parts I want to talk about it. Number one, we already see that clothing have a massive effect on a human being's way of feeling about himself. A tremendous, tremendous effect clothing has on a person. And people that are in the, the business of fashion, of creating fashion, of making clothing, they know this very, very well. They know which clothing will make you feel like a Balgaiva. They know which clothing will make you feel like a Baltaiva. And which clothing will make you feel precus all. And they know exactly how the clothing, the way it is, and the colors, and everything that goes into it, they know how it affects the human being. And because it affects the human being in such a way and it gives him such a feeling, that's what drives him to buy it and to wear it. So so don't think that clothing is nothing. You know, if I tell a guy, you know, don't wear a certain thing or wear a certain thing or close your butt in or, or don't wear this type of shoe or that, he looks at you like, oh, well, it's just a clothing, you know. Well, don't become such an ignorant person because it doesn't even, you don't even need the Torah to teach you this. This is something that's well known in the psychology world of the effects of clothing. And you don't come to a uh, Bet Midrash, let's say, for example, everybody knows you don't come to a Bet Midrash with a tank top and, 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 and shorts, right? Why not? Hashem sees the heart. Hashem sees the mind. What's the nafkimine? Terence says, you know yourself. That if you wear those type of clothing, then you're going to feel super chilled, no Yerushalayim, 
Precursor. You know yourself that that's how you're going to feel. And you know yourself that this is not the place to feel that way. So it's not appropriate to, to, to dress like that, right? So clothing has positive effects and negative effects. If you wear the right clothing, it has a certain positive effect on a person. If you wear the wrong clothing, it has a negative effect. We gave multiple shiurim about this. When we were learning Birchot HaShachar, and we spoke about Malbish Arumim, and Ozei Selbikvura, if you want to iron shum in those chaburas that we gave, shirum that we gave, on the topic of clothing, how powerful the influence of clothing is. So it's very important to know that. And a person can come to the Madrega of Gaiva, or Taiva, or Prikasol, whatever it may be, through the type of clothing that he wears. It has such a powerful influence on him. Even though Gaiva is a state of mind, Precursor is a state of mind. And all you're doing is putting on a pair of clothing. But the the clothing has such a tremendous effect on the person that it actually influences the state of mind. And, and in general, I just want to bring out this point here, how weak a human being is. It's very important to know that a human being has certain weakness that makes the human being so easily influenced from very trivial external acts. For example, the halakha is that a person is not allowed to pray standing up on a chair, let's say, above everybody else, or on a platform. It's a whole shaila and halakha. I'm not going into it. Those shuls, a lot of times you have uh, the place where the hazam prays is above on a, on a platform. But the point is, he's not allowed to be above when he prays. Why? Because if a person's standing above people, or standing above the ground level, it makes him feel as if he's great. And it makes him a balgaiva. Imagine. Right? Such a crazy thing. It's like a kid, like you have your little child, who will go on a chair, or on a stool, and stand up next to you and say, I see daddy, I'm taller than you. That's a joke and a half, you know. The guy's the size of a peanut. And then he gets and he climbs up on a, on a big, huge uh, stool, and then he says, I'm taller than you, right? So if a guy actually believes that, you would think he has uh, some type of mental issues. But Chazal tell us that all you need to do is stand up on a podium in front of your friends, and you already feel like you're greater than them because you're standing a little higher. That's like crazy thing to think like that. But that's halacha. You see, the weakness of man is such in such a way that his dimyan is so powerful and he so deeply wants to feel greater than everybody else that all he needs is a little excuse that's like a phony excuse. That's already make him to be a Balgaiva. So if a guy says, no, I'm above that, I can wear, you know, this, what is this, wow. I can wear this, 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 this garment that's mamish choshev, and I'm above those kind of things, right? So then, that person is what we call in English, Amaaretz Gamur, who doesn't understand the basics of human psychology. Doesn't understand the basics of what we call in the Torah language, Koiches Hanefesh Ha'odam. Hulom And so the Messiah is saying like this. Gaiva is a big Avera. 
It says, Tu'avat Hashem Kol Gavalev. Hashem, it's an abomination to Hashem. To a person who's even a Balgaiva only in his heart. Not that he's bossing people around and making as if he's better than everybody else. It's just in his heart. Tu'avat Hashem Kol Gavalev. I can't live together with this guy. He takes up too much space. He knocks out the Rabbani Shalom from the world. Gaiva brings the Shikhas Hashem. It's a terrible thing. The, there's Makairis and the Rishonim that what happens is when a person becomes a Balgaiva, Hashem removes his Hashkacha Piratit from the person. He stops to watch over him. So it's a scary place to be. Garvin is a scary place to be. Right? So it's hard enough not to be a Balgaiva in general. It's in itself a work. But says the Masil Sisharim, if you're going to put on clothing that's very fashionable, in a different place, the Masil Sisharim says you have to wear clothes that are clean, that are respectable. Mechubadim, avalo mefuarim. Simple, conservative clothing. Then you're at least protected. But if you're going to start wearing bigodim that I'm before, that's danger for Gaiva. So in the Hilchas Precious, that's what we do in Precious. We look to find things and behaviors in our lives that can ultimately lead to big averas, and we want to try to remove those problems from our life. Right, Ezra? Good. And like I told you before, they could have a positive use of clothing as well. If a person goes ahead and he dresses like a Ben Torah, but I'm not a Ben Torah. I'm not a whole, uh, you know, Chacham Eliezer from Karen I'm just a regular Harari's guy. <laughs> right? So, but you don't realize that the influence of, of dressing like a Ben Torah makes you feel like a Ben Torah because you really are one. It's just that you don't have an easy time identifying with it. It's deep within yourself. So dressing like a Ben Torah will help you be able to reach the panemius of yourself and bring that part of you out. So this is, dressing is a long circuit. But that's what he says. And then he continues. And he says, besides Vagaifa, what else could happen? Vagam haznus yigbol ba. Right? It also brings to zenut. Clothing, certain clothing brings to zenut. So number one, first of all, when clothing bring you to gaiva, any person who has gaiva is much closer to being over on Issa Arias. That's Rabbi Aaron Cutler, Mishnah Rabbi has a piece about that, that taiva could bring to gaiva and gaiva could bring to taiva. That means, just to explain it in a very simple way, again, it's not the shmuz of today, but to explain it in a simple way, when a person feels so important, then not only is he important, but what he wants is also important. And it's so important what he wants and his feelings and feeling good and, and, and getting what he wants is so important that he can't bend it for nothing. Everybody has to bend to him. So now his has become concrete. They become rock solid. So Mamela, this person, since he will have a taiva as a natural human being, he has a taiva for woman. But now his taivas have to be met. Because he's God, you know. That's the gaiva. So the gaiva itself brings tiznos. And also, sometimes the clothing that you wear is very inviting. Like I told you in the past. You can have a yeshiva shagai 
walking to 7-Eleven to buy himself a coffee or whatnot. Nobody's coming to say hello to him. But there's some clothing that makes you very inviting for people to come talk to you and want to have a shaykhus with you and maybe they want your telephone number. So that becomes a big problem. So the, the, basically, Messiah Hashem says we have to live life not like fools. We live life with, like fools. We look at the, the, the right here, right now. You have to be able to look at life in a way, what's the next step and what's the next step and what's the next step. That's the way you have to live life. And therefore, you got to think twice before you wear the clothing that you wear, the shopping that you shop, and understand what's the next step and the next step. Okay? Then he continues. Melvada Kinnah. This is without discussing jealousy. See, once we start to become external people, and we start to dress in a certain way, that creates already jealousy. Because he has this, he has that. So now it's bringing on other averes of jealousy. Maybe he's getting more kavod for his suit. Maybe he's getting more kavod for his tie. Maybe I have to start wearing more outrageous clothing so people I get people's attention. Because I see other people getting attention, right? So it brings now to comparing. Kinna is coming from comparing. So it now brings kinna to your life. And then it's expensive. So anything that's expensive, you have to get money. Once you have to get money, you start bending the halachas of, of business, right? So all the collateral damage that comes out from having to live up to a certain standard when it comes to fashion of clothing. That's what he says. Okay? And then he says, chazal, which is, Mamash, if you think about this chazal, it's peleploim, this chazal. Listen to this chazal. It's amazing what's in every chazal. Especially the way the Messiah Sisharm arranges the chazal around his points. You start to see depth in Chazal that you may not have seen before. It says like this. It says in Bereshus Rav, in the Medjush. Again. This guy's doing nothing. All he's doing is he's very into his clothing. He stands in front of the mirror. He's looking this way. He's looking that way. He goes down to Fino and he says he wants this button, but this button, and he has to write inside the lapels. I don't know. Every time Rahmani gives me a suit, he tells me all the chedushim. I don't even aim it on these chedushim, you know, right? So all the different things. He's very into his clothing. He's into his look. He's into the way he dresses. He's a, he's a, he has a good. Uh, eye for, 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 for fashion, he has a good taste, and he, and he puts koiches into his clothing, right? And, so this every yeshiva boch has to know, the guy's into his hair. You know, his hair is a big thing for him. He goes to Shakuri to get, and then Chaim Master to get these, I don't know what these new haircuts are, I have a different rant about that, where the guy looks like Mamish, like he's shaved over here, and he has a bush over here, I don't know where that, why that looks good anyway, but that's a different shmooze, right? But he's misalsa besaira, he spends time by the mirror, he has this thing, right? So nothing wrong, right? Nothing halachically wrong. The guy's 20 years old, he's a sharp kid. What do you want from his life, right? This is it, right? And then he's going to tell me, Shaduchim, it's important for Shaduchim, it's a shtalplus, for a case of mitzvah, for Shaduchim, right? 
So all the guy is doing is, he's into his clothes. What does the Yetzirah say? Sheli who? I own him. There's two shots in this Chazal that the Mepharshim said. Either it's a Siba or a Simen. You know, Lamdis, Siba, Simen. It's either the cause. Because he's doing that, he will for sure be an easy target to get. He's for sure going to go from step to step, like we said before. If you have the nice clothes, you'll have Gaiva. If you have Gaiva, you'll have Taiva. If you have Taiva, you'll have Kinnah. You'll have Sinnah, right? So it's either a Siba. That means it will create over here a bad person. What he's doing will create a bad person, so I own him. It's easy. That's it. I got him already. Fight's over. Let, 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 let the magic work its own, you know? Let, let, let the science do what it does, right? Have to trust the science. <laughs> right? Let the science do what it does. Correct? Take a guy, you put a nice suit on him, nice haircut, let him go buy a coffee from 7-Eleven, let science do what it does. That's one Peshat. Sibo. The other Peshat is Simen. Simon means I have a siman that he's vulnerable to fall. And he's an easy target for the Yetzar. Siba, Simon. But the bottom line is, the point is that a person could be involved in things that are 100% heter. And the Yetzar says Sheli means guarantee Sheli. It's a guarantee. That's a scary thing. That a person in his life could do things that makes him belong to the Yetzirah. Sahara. Now we have things the other way too. There's a Chazal that says, <coughs> Hashem says, if your eyes are mine, meaning you watch your eyes, and your heart is mine. That means you make sure to think the right thoughts and not the taiva. If your, mind, if your eyes are mine, and your heart is mine, then you're all mine. What does that mean? Avayiz Hashem has so much to it. You have to have Anovi, you have to have Yerushimayim, you have to have Tefillah, you have to have Hasmadi, you have to have learning, you have to have... It's such a big thing to grow, become a great man, right? But if you have these two things, you're guaranteed going to make it. Give me your eyes, give me your heart. You give me your eyes and your heart, you got it, you're done. The ball game is over. You're a winner. Yetzirah, give me your suit and your haircut and your life. It's this unbelievable concept. Just try to digest the amkis in what's saying in Chazal. There's things that we can implement in our lives that make our success or failures guarantees. And these things seem to be to us insignificant. But they have such power... That within themselves, they're built in a way to either make you go up or make you go down. And a person can't understand. Why is he falling? Why can't he learn? Why is the Yetzirah on him? Well, maybe you're too into your clothes and your haircut. That's why he owns you. And the guy will look at you like you're retarded. Rabbi, come on. Shaykhis. What, what, what does they have to do? You know? And then you can see another kid staging and growing. And you're like, why is he different than me? You know? Well, his eyes, he watches his eyes. Do you watch your eyes? When I say watch your eyes, I don't mean just from looking at Arias, by the way. You have to know that people think when you hear the word Shmir Seinayim, it means from looking at Arias. 
Rav Chatzko says the Shmir Sanayim from looking at beautiful houses and cars and all that kind of stuff too. Because when I see a guy who's a mogul, and the guy's, you know, is looking good. Right? I want to be like that. That changes my, you know, what I want to do in life. So there's a concept of Shmir Sanayim there too. Shmir Sanayim means I watch what I look at because I know the influence of the eyes. The influence of the eyes is very strong. So, of course, this is a big work. It's not a one-minute thing. The point of learning Musa in the morning is not that you should walk out of here and say, okay, uh, we're going to make like one of these Amnon Yitzchak videos. Someone's going to come here with a, with a machine and shave off the top of your head, you know. No, we're not such radicals in that way. You know, God bless these people if they have the koiches on to do these things. But we, we go slow, of course. But the first step is awareness. The first step is to understand, to learn concepts that were before to you not known. Once you have the concepts, once you have the understanding, you could start making steps in the right direction when you're ready and how much you're ready. But awareness is the name of the game in this business. You understand? I was talking to somebody yesterday who's a from boy from a from home, yeshiva home and everything. And I was telling him some basic hashkafas and basic things and basic halachot, what was negated to his life. And the kid was shocked. He said, I didn't even know this. No one ever told me. You know, we think that people pick up everything with osmosis, you know, just being in the environment. No, you have to be taught. Once you taught the guy, his mind's like, okay, wow. So I, I didn't know that. Now that I know that, I can start working on that. So the point of learning the Musa is to bring awareness and knowledge. Knowledge is the name of the game. Not to, Musa doesn't make pressure. People think that Musa makes pressure. Because now that I know the Emet, it's a black and white world. I have to live according to the Emet 100%. If I don't live it, then I'm a Mufrach de Kemensch. You know what Mufrach de Kemensch means? I'm a, I'm a slugged up guy. I'm a Ogifrech de Mensch. And now I'm a bad guy. No, chas You were built in a way that it takes a long time to grow. So you don't have to be in denial because you rather not know because then you'll feel like a, a low person, an incompetent person. Chas person grows slowly and all Hashem wants to see people is taking steps in the right direction. But the Aleph base is to know the truth. Don't be afraid to know the truth. Don't be afraid to have the awareness. Okay, we'll stop there for today. Someone knows that it's not